0: Hey, welcome to ShortCast with Ryan, and I'm your host. It was always my dream to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to be able to work in the yard and to take naps, just like my dad. Even at a fairly young age, before I really understood business, or even knew what the word entrepreneur even meant... I knew I wanted to do things differently from the average Joe. I wanted to play, and I wanted to solve problems. Math was always my favorite subject, and I remember the first time someone asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, and I told them, a mathematician. Thankfully, that was before I knew what business was and what entrepreneurship meant. I was never really the kid that had all the stories of hustling growing up. I never had a lemonade stand. I never tried to sell things or flip some bubblegum on the playground. In fact, I was often seen as a troublemaker or a class clown for the longest time. My very first taste of entrepreneurship was my freshman year of high school. It was at the beginning of the year, and I had just turned 15. Because my parents were split and I spent half the week at one house and half the week at the other, I was eligible for a hardship license that let me drive at 15. My license was accepted and with the help of my grandpa, I was able to get my very first car, a used 2008 Mercury Mariner, which I'm still driving nine years later today. Anyways, a month or two go by and I noticed in my first hour how a couple people usually come in with a Monster Energy drink, a soda, or a coffee. I also start to overhear the struggles of other kids not being able to get a drink or a snack in the morning because they're either riding the bus or carpooling with theirs or other kids' parents'. It all started one day when I talked to a buddy of mine in class. I asked him if he would pay me to bring him a drink in the morning. He said, hell yeah. He's been wanting a Monster, a monster Energy drink in the morning, but never has time to go to the store. His parents won't bring him. I told him to bring $5 tomorrow, and I'll bring him a Monster Energy. So the next day... I simply leave my house a few minutes early, go by the gas station, buy a monster for three dollars, then bring it to class. My friend happily hands me the five dollar bill in exchange for the monster. Well, it turns out a monster is something he wanted every single morning. Where this 14 year old got all the money, I have no idea but I was happy to pocket $2 on my way to school every day. After a week or two of buying Monster for my buddy, I had other people start wanting some sort of drink or snack from the gas station. One person turned to two, turned to four, until I was grabbing anywhere between 4-10 to drinks per day from that gas station and bringing in a fat sack of bottles to that class where I distributed drinks and collected anywhere between 5 to $20 per day. I even had a special order where I got someone Chick-fil-A for $10 profit. Unfortunately, after about a month, my teacher, who at first was accepting of my little venture, decided it was time to shut me down threatening detention if I kept bringing and selling drinks. I didn't really have another venture through high school as I was way too busy playing Call of Duty in almost all of my free time, but that's another story. I started my degree in management at the Walton College of Business, coming straight out of high school. I still had the aspirations of being an entrepreneur, But I never felt like I ever had the right idea. I thought, surely, entrepreneurs just wait until they get their perfect idea, like it was coming to them, like it was destiny. Well, after three years, that idea never came. I was heading into my senior year still wanting to be an entrepreneur, but I could feel myself being hurriedly shuffled towards corporate America. Until one day, I get a call from a friend who had a golden retriever puppy that they would pay me to watch for a week. I had just gotten in my new house that had a fenced backyard. I didn't have any dogs of my own yet, and my family always had golden retrievers, so I gladly accepted. I watched the puppy named Leo for two weeks. And during those two weeks, I treated Leo just like I would treat my own dog. I took him for walks, I fed him, played with him, of course, and did my best to train with him, teaching him to sit, lie down, heal, speak, stay, and even to potty outside. He learned so well that I assumed that my friend had already taught him all those things. I gave Leo back to my friend, who later gave me a phone call. I picked up the phone to hear, What the heck did you do? Uh, what do you mean? Is Leo alright? Alright? Leo is completely trained, and acting like such a good dog. Well, apparently, Leo had been having tons of problems with my friend. Anything from pissing on the couch to tearing baseboards off the walls, and the only trick he knew was sit. She had failed to mention all those details beforehand. A few weeks later, I get another call from her, asking if I could watch and train Leo for the weekend. I didn't think much of it, since I loved having Leo, and so I did. Same results. She was blown away by how good he was when I gave him back. A few weeks after that, I get a call from a random number. A friend of the friend. She asked if I could watch and train her new German Shepherd puppy for the weekend, and she would pay me. Me, being the dog-loving guy I am, decided, hell yeah! After that weekend, the same results a better trained puppy, a happy owner, and a few extra bucks in my pocket. It was after that when I slowly started putting the dots together. There was never an aha moment, just a few months of thinking about what I wanted to do with my life and how I could become an entrepreneur. I finally started thinking of the dogs I trained, how much fun it was, how good at it I seemed to be, and how much money it actually paid. I began researching dog trainers in my area and was blown away by people charging $140 an hour who clearly had no idea how to market themselves or create a presence online. No offense. It was over the winter break, about New Year's and right before my last semester of undergrad when I made the decision. I was going to become a dog trainer. I was on the edge for a while, but realized that this is what I wanted to try and do. There was one thought in particular that pushed me over the edge. That thought was, I'll be more proud of myself if I try this and fail than if I never try at all. With that thought in mind, I quickly sprung into action. Really, it was just a lot of research at first. I would research all the local dog trainers, research all the prices and packages and certifications people had, At first, it was discouraging seeing professional trainers with advanced certifications touting their years of dog training experience and qualifications. To try to compensate for my lack of experience, I constantly binge-watched every dog training video I could. I looked up articles online, learned about animal behavior and psychology. I wouldn't let my lack of credentials be my downfall. Every time I would get discouraged, every time I wanted to quit, I would think of my quote, I'll be more proud of myself if I try this and fail than if I never try at all. I'll have to say, besides the self-doubt, the hardest part of starting the dog training business was telling my parents. I was so lucky that they had set aside enough money to put me through college, and I'm thankful for that. But they had thought I was going to play the safe route, get a standard job, start making good money, and doing the things that every other business school graduate does. Telling them I was going to risk everything and use my business schooling to train dogs was no easy conversation. But luckily, I won over their support and pushed on. I persisted. I kept researching, building a business plan, began creating my own packages, a website, and finally my brand, Positive Pup Dog Training. I was lucky to still be in college and had access to all of my professors during the creation of the business. I consulted with multiple professors and resources around to try to quickly learn everything I could about actually starting a business. The biggest hurdles were setting up systems for accounting and all the legal liabilities everyone would tell me about. Luckily, there was an adjunct law professor who helped me write legal agreements and waivers in exchange for training her dog. It was awesome and I was so shocked by the amount of people in Northwest Arkansas who needed dog training. Finally, I filed my sole proprietorship and DBA and was ready to get started. I was still unsure of my dog training skills and ability to work with clients and new dogs, so I started really small, offering free first sessions to new clients so I could both get practice and feel confident about the value I was giving to my clients. I would make sure to ask lots of questions at the end of the first sessions like, how much would you pay for another session? How often would you want to have a session? Do you want me to train your dog or teach you how to train your dog? After a month of giving free lessons, I started filling my calendar with sessions and increasing the price. I went from $10 a session to increase my client base, to $15, to $20, and eventually $40 per session. I started doing training weekends where people would give me their dogs over the weekend and I would train them. I finally found my niche I was, only, I was the only trainer who would teach people to teach their dogs using positive reinforcement. I was also the only trainer targeting the growing college student market. My business grew and grew and kept getting traction online through referrals and through social media. I finally was a dog trainer and an entrepreneur. I was by no means getting rich. And honestly, I was barely making enough money just to cover my bases. But I was doing it. I was my own boss. After about six months of consistent dog training, I started to realize I had so many more ideas, and I wanted to do much more than just train dogs. That's when I took my current role at field agent. I still was training dogs on the side, But as my full-time job filled up more of my time, my dog training started to decrease and eventually the sessions started slowing until finally I was only training dogs every couple of months. I still to this day technically have my DBA and own Positive Pup, but now I really only train my friend's dogs and plan to keep it that way since I'm on to new ventures like a podcast or a YouTube channel. I look back at that time with such fondness and am proud of myself for being different, being persistent, and pushing myself to start something new. The lessons I learned are countless. I learned about people and sales, how to keep happy customers. I learned about business, liabilities, accounting, I learned about online presence, SEO, website building, brand building. I learned how hard it is to be your own boss and how difficult it is to be productive every day when you are the only one making the decisions. And finally, I learned how to train dogs. I will carry these lessons and memories with me for the rest of my life. And I'm glad to have finally gone from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. For those of you out there that may be on the edge of wanting to start something or try something new, but are too scared to pull that trigger, I hope you can learn the key lesson that I did. You'll be more proud of yourself for trying something new and failing than if you never try at all. Thank you for listening to this episode and tuning in today with Shortcast with Ryan. I really appreciate you listening to this story as it's very important to me and one of the biggest transformations in my life that I've experienced to this day. It's also one of the biggest sources of lessons that I have learned and everything that I've experienced. So, I appreciate you listening. Feel free to check out my other episodes. There's plenty to choose from and lots of interesting topics. Go ahead and listen to one. Also, I'm starting a YouTube channel called Real With Ryan. You probably won't be able to find it through a search because it hasn't really gotten off the ground yet, but I'll keep on plugging it here because I think it will show a different, more goofy side of me and through videos, which I know as a podcast uh, is a little bit you know, can't do. (laughs) So feel free to check out my other stuff. Once again, I appreciate you listening, and I hope you have a great day.